Welcome to America's Independent Voice Podcast. Everyone has a story and life experiences that when shared can be a benefit to others. Join us for conversations about the things that affect our families, communities, and nation. Hey folks, my name is JC Owens. I am your host, so let's get started with today's conversation. Hey folks, welcome back. My name is JC Owens, and I'm here talking to one of my co-hosts, Robert. And today we're going to talk about the impact of illegal immigration. Not only the impact of it, but what's it really all about? What is the downside to it? What is the upside if there is any? And I sure as heck don't know that I have seen any. But when we're talking about the United States, we had a previous administration that was really tough on illegal immigration and immigrants trying to cross over our borders. As a matter of fact, they spent four years constructing a wall. Now we get a new administration in that believes that wall shouldn't be there and that we should just allow the border to be flooded by anybody that feels like crossing it. And when you announce policies like that, one of the downsides is that you have a lot of people that really want to come to this country and you can't really fault them for that. They're seeking a better life. Uh, a lot of them have been misled by propaganda, assuring them that, boy, go to the land of milk and honey, the United States. They just give checks away. And you don't have to work anymore. They're going to take care of your housing. They're going to take care of your food. And that's attractive. And you got to really think about it. And like I said, I am not criticizing these folks from other countries, but a lot of them aren't as highly educated as we would like them to be. These aren't college-educated individuals. Most of them are barely able to speak English, and they haven't been educated even formally in their countries because they come from very impoverished areas. And I understand poverty. The type of poverty that they're used to is just beyond poverty. They're coerced into thinking that there's something great here, and there is something great here. It's called capitalism. It's the opportunity to succeed. If you want to come into this country the right way, you want to become a citizen, you want to work hard, you want to advance in your life, nobody can fault anybody for wanting that. But these migrants are traveling great distances through very dangerous areas. These are a lot of times children that are very easy targets for human traffickers. I know that right now they're talking about the southern border crisis again, which the stop was put to that four years ago when Trump took office. And I know we're not supposed to mention the great Trump's name, but I am a huge fan of uh, Mr. Trump and uh, the policies that he introduced that made our country better. And one of them was a very diligent attempt to correct some of the illegal immigration policies that... The previous eight-year administration had just swept under the carpet and forgot about it. It was just like a free-for-all down at our southern border. And so, Robert, first of all, on this topic, you know that this is a heated topic in the media. There's a lot of different views, points of views. So what's your view? And I always try to let you lead the direction of my conversation in a topic like this, because if I get on a rant, uh, which I don't feel like doing I think this just needs to have a normal conversation. What's your thoughts? I know that you pay more attention to the news than I do because the news drives me crazy. So give me your thoughts. You're very familiar with my work background. I used to work on the border, worked there for about seven years down in the 
San Ysidro area. So I'm very familiar with the border. Now things have changed a little bit since I've worked there in the early 2000s, but the ideas are the same, that walls do work. When they put the walls up in the San Ysidro area, it pushed people further to the east. And as more walls went up, it pushed people further into areas where there were no walls. So they do work. I have a friend right now who's trying to get her children to come up from Peru, but she's going through the legal process and she's saving thousands of dollars filling out the applications. And it's going to take five to six years just before her children come. She's doing it the right way. One of the problems with illegal immigration, and I know that the Trump administration was working very diligently on it, but you can't take years of bad policy and correct them overnight. I think that if they would have gotten another four years, we would have had a fighting chance at this stuff. But we do need to revise our immigration policies. We've got to ensure that we're bringing the right people in and they're taking the right steps to come into this country, just like most of us come from immigrant families 100 years ago. What we've got to do is we've got to make sure that the folks are coming across that border and that are allowed in this country are not criminals, that they have the right intentions, that they're bringing something fruitful to the nation because we got too many people sitting on their rears collecting welfare already. We don't need to add to that. You are correct. Walls do work. Some of my former work with the law enforcement agencies, we knew that the walls worked. One of the things I see happening right now is you see all these articles and headlines that they're putting kids back in cages. The reason they're putting kids back in cages is because they're called holding cells and the media wants to call them cages, but they weren't cages during the Obama administration. Law enforcement is being overwhelmed. Those law enforcement officials that are down there being overwhelmed have other work to do. And what are they not going to protect the citizens while they're down there handling a crisis that should not have happened in the first place? And you're correct. Your former work on the border, you understand the situation, you understand the challenges, and you understand that a lot of these individuals that are coming across the border are not very nice people. I know earlier, before we got onto the podcast, you were telling me about some four suspects that they found that were on the FBI's most wanted list. Let's elaborate on that a little bit. I didn't spend a lot of time looking at it, but the news indicated that these four were on the FBI's terrorist watch list and they were caught on the southern border and the rule of thumb when i worked down there is count the number of people that you catch that's only about a third of the people that are coming across so you assume that if you have let's say 300 people that you catch assume there's probably about 600 that made it through that was pretty standard rule of thumb that we used well interestingly enough i was listening to our upcoming book release in listening to that one of the things that I wrote about and mentioned is the fact that if you think about every criminal that is caught committing a crime, there's literally hundreds, if not thousands, that do not get caught. And it's the same thing with any type of border crossing. You're correct. You catch a small percentage. Typically, the ones you're not catching are the ones that are really bad because they're really sneaky and they're better equipped. And... They're potentially uh, full-on criminals, and they have ways to get away. We have real bad characters coming into this country. And let's face it, are they coming here to get work? Are they coming here to better their lives? No. They're coming here because many of them are terrorists, and nobody wants to talk about the terrorist word. You don't hear that anymore. Let's keep all the attention on the children in cages. 
because then we don't have to acknowledge that many terrorists from other nations that are crossing that border are the same type of individuals that created the 9-11 situation that we had and caused one of the most horrific terrorist acts that our country has ever experienced. And we've had others. Terrorists are very smart. They're very patient. They will take years in the making for a good terrorist act. We know that we have plenty of terrorist cells in this country. All they have to do is get the right folks in. The last two administrations ago, they were actually letting some of these very bad terrorists away from Gitmo for free. We've had let's trade a terrorist program. When you get a terrorist and that terrorist is known for being an accomplice or a mastermind in the mass murder of citizens, that individual needs to be put to sleep. I don't care by what means. If you want to do it humanely, the most humane way is just simply put a bullet in their head. And I know, folks, that sounds harsh, but these are killers. They're not only killers, but they're trained killers. They're scary killers. They're the kind of killers that will kill lots of others if given the opportunity. And they're radicalized killers. And the one thing that you can't change an individual is a deeply rooted radicalization. These individuals have been trained since very young ages, even tortured through that training. If you look at the way terrorists are trained, they're tortured into much of their thinking. They believe we are the enemy. And they also follow a religion that has them radicalized into thinking that it is honorable to kill as many Americans as you can round up and commit terrorist acts that are going to have the most impact and the most shock value. Nobody wants to see children suffering, but this crisis was created through bad politicking. It was created through a lot of propaganda being spread. Now, it's just amazing to me that bad policies coming out of Washington always seem to have a negative impact and effect on the citizens. It, it doesn't affect the people in Washington. So yeah, a few of them fly down, get a photo op. They live in big houses. They have big security teams. They don't have to experience what we do here on the ground as normal, average, everyday citizens. And even worse, we have an entire nation running around with masks. So it's easier to hide than ever. And that's also scary. And we're going to talk a little bit more of that in one of the upcoming segments. What needs to be done, we need good immigration policies. Those good immigration policies need to be enforced. It makes no sense not having a border to a country. I don't care what nation you go to. All nations have border crossings and they have walls in between other countries and they're there for a reason. You're not going to tell Mr. Putin that he's not going to have uh, border checkpoints. You don't see anybody flooding Russia. You don't see anybody flooding China. You don't see anybody pouring into Iran. And to be honest with you, the folks to the south of us, Mexico, has gotten a lot better. Through the Trump administration, I saw a lot of cooperation by Mexico. They were a little hesitant up front. They wanted to fight a little bit because Trump was telling them they were going to pay for the wall. But they became better about it. They started working with the Trump administration. They see the ill effects of these illegal immigration policies that are bad. They know the effects. Uh, if uh, we don't deal with the crisis, they're going to have to. And they don't like these folks marching across their country. It wasn't long ago. Turn back the clock 20 years ago. And there was many immigrants that were killed trying to cross into Mexico. So I'm going to have to edit out that yawn, Robert. I saw that. 
I heard that. It's on tape. You lose a little sleep at night, Robert, or is that the plumbing problem you're having? I told you about what happened last night. Yeah, something about your water back, repo, though? The repo guys. Oh, that's right. You were woken up in the middle of the night because one of your neighbors had a car being repossessed. That's right. That's scary when you hear that stuff because repo guys, are they're pretty scary because they sneak in in the middle of the night. And let's face it, how quietly can you put a car on a trailer? Not very quietly. Not, not I could tell who the enforcer was. Oh, they, yeah, they were bad looking characters, huh? Yeah, that's kind of scary. You don't know whether to break out your baseball bat or go back to sleep peacefully. Yeah, I don't like being woken up. I, I have two dogs, and as you know, they're very large dogs, and they're always close by. In my neighborhood, if the dog doesn't get you, the owner's going to. And uh, that could be even scarier, but I have the dog, so I don't ever have to do that. Amazingly enough, we should do a segment on what is the most valuable form of alarm and protection that you can have in your home and maybe talk about the various forms of alarm and protection. I know we do that in the upcoming book, but let's do a podcast on it. As a matter of fact, if you put that on the topic list, I think that that's one that many people would find interest in. Again, folks, this podcast was talking about current events in the news. My policy on it, turn it off. Stop reading all the garbage. There's not one of us that is going to be able to do anything about what's going on at the southern border. Most of the stuff that you're hearing is propaganda, but there are a lot of illegals sitting over there in those checkpoints trying to break into this country. So if you want to do anything effective, you need to contact your local politician, contact your local senator's office, express your opinion. I'm not sure how much that matters right now with what's going on because it seems like anything connected to politics is insanity. Contact your senator's office. Ask them what they're doing about it. Ask them what their opinions and their views are on our, first of all, defunct immigration policies of this current administration, but ask them what they plan on voting for when the topic comes up pertaining to how we're going to protect the southern border of this country and the northern border of this country. At least you've done your part there. Well, Robert, it looks like our time is up. We got a bunch of horse stuff that I got to go out and do. And it's windier than all get out. Man, I'll tell you, it's been a rough winter and a rough spring, but summer's coming for right now. It's been a pleasure talking to you and I appreciate all the input because like I said, I do understand that. And thank you for the service when you were down there working on the Southern border. And other than that, hey, this is JC Owens and I am out of here. Thank you for joining us at America's Independent Voice. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please take a moment to rate our show. You can find us at americasindependentvoice.com. Until next time, y'all have a great and safe day.